Amen. I heard a guy speak uh, this this weekend, and uh, and uh, he he was a uh, an older pastor. And as he spoke, he said something. He said, "You could preach anything in the Bible," which I agree with one hundred percent. And I was thinking about this last night, and he said, "But it always comes back to the blood of Jesus." Amen. It always comes back to the blood of Jesus, and I, I love that. So I want to speak to you guys uh, on this simple subject of give it up. Uh, uh, say it one more time with me. Say give it up. And we're going to be in Genesis, the 12th chapter, and we're going to be looking at one of my favorite characters uh, in, the, in the Old Testament, uh, Abraham or Abram. Um, and uh, just, just a, a dynamic story here. I think there's something profound about this story that I'm going to be um, just reading and going over today that if, if you'll listen, put your spiritual ears on. If you'll listen, it will help you out. How many need help in your life? All right. I'll raise both my hands on all my feet if I could. Uh, I'd probably pull something if I did that. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3 says this. The Lord said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives... And your father's family. And go to a land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. Look at the verbiage here. I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. How many say, Whoo, I wish I had that word over my life, right? Uh, verse 3. I will bless those who bless you. And curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. Amen. Everyone say amen. So I want to look at this. First of all, we, this is the calling of Abraham. and This is the Lord coming to speak to Abraham. And Abraham's calling. You know, Abraham is, um, I guess for lack of a better term, is the rock star of blessing. When you think of blessing in the scripture, you, you think of Abraham because God uh, had blessed him. Matter of fact, he is so big that he had a number one billboard chart song in children's church for decades called Father Abraham. How many know that song? Right arm, left arm, right foot, left foot, Father Abraham had many sons. Come on, you guys know it. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad I, I'm not in children's church and don't have to sing that anymore. <laughs> Matter of fact, he is so famous, he's inducted into the Hall of Faith in Hebrews, and, that, and, and he was a huge blessing. And we're blessed through him today, and, and, and God's covenant went through him, and we are blessed today because of Abraham. Amen. Uh, how many love a blessing on your life? Woo, Lord, I receive it. Hey, I want to bless you with $1,000. Everyone say, oh, I receive that, right? How many love a blessing? Uh, you know, uh, and so he was blessed, and Abraham gets the greatest blessing calling upon his life. But I want you to notice something. Before he blesses him, before he blesses him, there's something that happens here. He commands him. He gives him commands before the blessing. Can I say this? How many want the blessing? Hear me out here. The blessings of God follows the obedience of God. Oh, you guys didn't get as excited about that, did you? 
The blessings of God follow the obedience of God. See, our society wants to be blessed without obedience. I'll give you an example. I want to get a paycheck without doing the work. Right? But but we say this, God bless my finances, bless my family, but Lord, I want to live how I want to live. But if you look at this, if you look at this calling, the Lord gives him, gives him, gives him a direct, gives him direct things he needs to do. And Abraham was different than all the other guys in Scripture because at this time there was a whole lot of stuff going on. But Abraham served the true living God, the big G God, not the little God, like the little G God, but he served the big G God, and he was blessed in a big time way. How many serve the big capital G God and are blessed in a big time way? Amen? All right. Uh, uh, how many know that sometimes in our lives, even as believers, we let the little G gods get in front of the big G gods? God, I should say, not plural, God. Sometimes our hobbies get in the way of, uh, of the big G God. And if we aren't careful, we'll make idols of our hobbies. Oh, it's quiet in here. What about, what about this? Maybe sports. Sometimes we put those things before the Lord. Somebody say, ah, oh, I'm not a sports person. Well, there's probably things. Or maybe this, uh, maybe we put our prestige in, in front of the community. Oh, what people think about me. Or, or maybe it's material things. But, but look at this. Notice God, he says these words to Abraham. He says, leave those, he says, leave those things and I will bless you. Leave those things and I will bless you. And the issue is after the command... And a great talk of blessing, Abraham misses one of those commands. I, I want to show you this. Look at this. If you go down to Genesis 12, uh, uh, 4, it says this. I'm going to read the top portion again. Listen to this. Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to a land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make you famous, and, and, will be a bless, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with content. All the families of the earth will be blessed uh, uh, through you. Look at this, verse 4. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Now, some of you don't know what that means and why I said that was such, which such candor. But look at this. Uh, here's, here's, here's a point. Here's one of my points right here. Partial obedience is still disobedience. Partial obedience is still disobedience. See, here's the deal. You know who Lot was? Lot was Abraham's nephew. I'm going to go back to the beginning of this and read this again. The Lord said to Abram, leave your native country, leave your and your father's. Lot was part of his father's family and his relatives. Lot went with him. Partial disobedience is still disobedience. When I was growing up, I learned real quick that partial disobedience was not going to cut it with my parents. Anybody's parents that way? Hey, but, but I, I, I didn't do it all the way, but I did some of it. Doesn't matter. I told you to do it this way, and you didn't follow through. 
I, I know it's, this is not popular, but I, I got the uh, leather belt. My dad had this western belt, and it's, he had his last name. Anybody's parents had, have their, their parents have the last name on the back of their belt? I think I had my last name tanned to the back of my rear end a few, few times. You know who that guy was, right? As a parent, when my kids, I ask them to do something, and they do it partially, I don't care that they did this portion, but I wanted them to go through and follow through with the whole thing. Spiritually speaking, in our lives, how many times do we do that as Christians? The Lord's telling us to do something, and we'll follow him with this portion of my life. But, Lord, don't ask for this portion of my life. Lord, I'll give you this. God, I'll give you my Sunday mornings, but don't you dare ask me to to go on a missions trip. Lord, I'll give you this portion of my life, but don't you get into my pocketbook, Lord. Oh, it's quiet in here now, right? See, I, I like this. When we hear God's word and do not do it, this, this is out of a commentary that I had. It, uh, when we hear God's word and do not do it, we deceive our own hearts. You know who you're deceiving? You're not deceiving the Lord. You're only deceiving yourself. And this is how someone can really believe they are obedient to God when in reality, They are acting in disobedience. Look at this. This is both a fearful and sobering revelation. Look at this. Deception veils the heart and obstructs the truth. Deception veils the heart and obstructs the truth. The more a person, look at me, the more a person disobeys, the thicker and more obstructive the veil becomes, making it harder harder to remove. See, Lot went with Abraham, and and here's the thing. I don't know what part of leave your relatives Abraham didn't quite understand, but he took Lot with him. See, Lot is his nephew, and, and he's a relative, right? Last I checked, I think even here in Lawrence County, a nephew is still your relative, right? All right. Am I right? Okay, just wanted to make sure. And, and how many have uh, have one of those relatives who's always around? Some of you are like, uh, I really don't want to say right now because they're sitting next to me. You get a new you dinner dinner's made. They show up. Oh man, this is perfect, right? They they show up at the at the right time. You get a new car. They show up. You get a new house. They show up, you know, they, they, they want to enjoy your, your blessing, right? Uh, um, it's kind of funny. When, I, when, I, when my parents left me in California, because that's really what happened. When my parents left me in California and I stayed there, I remember I would go home. Um, and when I would go home, uh, you know, I would come in the house when I'd go see my mom and dad. And they were living in Missouri. I would come into the house and it was, I would just treat it as if I had never left. Walk right in, go right in. You know, guess what? I still do that at my parents' house. Walk right in, grab the cereal, pour it in the biggest bowl I can and eat it, right, because I, I could. Um, but And so we all have one of those relatives that is always around, and that's what Lot was here to Abraham. Abraham had this blessing. Right in the middle of his blessing is Lot sitting there enjoying the blessing of God because of Abraham. He's just there. He, by, 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 he's like a leech. He is. He's like a leech just sitting there sucking the life 
out of Abraham, sucking the blessing. Uh, does anyone know what I'm talking about in this place? All right, a few of you. Look at this. I want you to jump to Genesis chapter 13, uh, verse 1. It says this. So Abraham left Egypt and traveled north into the Negev along with his wife and 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 all they owned. Look at this. One chapter later, Lot is still there. Just mooching away on Abraham's blessing. Following him along. He's still there. One whole chapter later. And here's what happens. This is what happens. Because he's the, there, drama starts to happen. How many hate drama? How many hate drama? How many hate family drama? Oh, man, that's exponentially, right? When, when family members fight, it, it is terrible, right? When they fight. But look, here's, here's my second point. Disobedience, partial disobedience is still disobedience. But here's the second point. Disobedience leads to drama. You don't believe me? You can ask Wyatt when he doesn't do something that I need him to do. When he's disobedient, is there drama in the house? You know there is. Listen, I pick on him a lot. You guys, he can take it. I promise he can take every bit of it. But I do want to brag on him. I'm going to brag on him because I, 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 I rarely do that, but I want to brag on him. Uh, this week we were up at, up at conference, and they, our kids went with us this time. And while we were in meetings, uh, the kids were, were uh, off in, in, a, in a side room, and they were uh, playing. And one of the um, Sister Williams, do you guys remember Sister Williams, Brother Larry and Sister Williams, they came here when they, uh, he conducted the election when we, when we came here. Uh, but anyways, Sister Williams was on her way moving out of where the kids were, and she tripped on a flower bed. She's, she's I don't know how old she is. I'm not even going to guess how old she is. Uh, let's, she's 25. I know you don't, I know you don't even say that. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt to guess that. I know better. All right. And, uh, and in the process of tripping, she, she fell, like, like, like just fell flat on her face there. And, and uh, Wyatt didn't see it, but Novak saw it. And Novak, you know, saw it, and he saw, that lady fell. That's, that's just, you know. And, uh, and so Zaylee jumps up, and she runs out, out there, and, sh and she goes out there. She goes, are you okay? And, and, and Sister Williams says, go get, go get your brother, talking about Wyatt. And so Wyatt goes out there, and she's laying there. And, and he did something amazing, uh, and he just said, he, he talked to her, and he said, he said, Sister Williams, are you okay? Can I help you? What, how are we going to do this? Let's, let's take your time. And she says, I, I can't bend my knees to get up. This is going to be a process. He says, will you just tell me what I need to do, and we'll get you up. Well, he ended up helping her get up, and she came along. Where I didn't even know none of this was happening, number one. And then she came into the meetings, and, and they, she had a moment to speak there for a moment. And she, and she looked at us, me and Tristan. She goes, and your son just helped me because I fell. And she goes, and I thought, yeah, that's my son Wyatt. So I wanted to brag on him a minute, just for a minute, because he, he's not always trouble. He, did, he, he does have a good heart. So come on, give Wyatt a hand.
disobedience leads to drama. Look at this. Genesis 13, 5. Lot, who was traveling with Abram, had also become very wealthy with flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle, and many tents. But the land could not support both Abram and Lot, with all their flocks and herds living so close together. So dispute broke out between the herdsmen of Abram and Lot. And at that time, Canaanites and Perizzites, I guess that's close to a parasite, were also living in the land. So disobedience always leads to drama. Wyatt, come up here right now and bring a chair. Come on, come on. He, he has no clue what I'm doing. He has no clue what I'm Grab a chair. Just unhook one of those chairs and bring it up here. There you go. You got this. Come on right here. I want you to set that chair. Oh, oh. He did good. Look at his mom. Look, I, I want to show you something. This represents the promise of God for Abraham. This was his promise. Okay, this was his promise. So I'm going to ask Abraham right here, I want you to set your little tukus right down here in this chair. And this chair is designed for Abraham, and it's his blessing. Carson, come here. And playing the, the part of Lot, come on. This is what I want you to do. I want you to sit your tukus right here on Wyatt's lap. Come on, ho hold on to him. Come on, hold on to him. Come on, hold on to him. This, in essence, is what is happening here. This is Abraham's blessing. It's designed for Abraham. It's designed to work through him. And here is this leech, Lot. Sorry, dude. But he's got good-looking hair. Sitting there enjoying the blessing and reaping the benefit of Abraham's blessing. Can I tell you something? The blessing that God has designed for you and your purpose does not have place for what the enemy would throw at you, does not have place for the little G's, but only the big God. And listen, this does not belong on your blessing. Disobedience always leads to drama. Look at this. The land could not support them both, and so they begin to butt heads. This is mine. This is mine. This wasn't even Lot's blessing, but he's being blessed because of his proximity to the man who was blessed by God. The land was, was not, couldn't support both of them, but God designed your blessing for you. No one else. Not to say you can't be a blessing through your blessing, but listen, God designed your blessing for you. Not, not you and the lots in your life. One will rule, the other will have to leave. You guys stay right there. So Lot freeloaded for a while. He's reaping the blessings. I mean, his hair looks good and is blessed because of his proximity to Abraham. And his, he is blessed with good hair supply. Not from me, from his mom. 
All right? And Lot is reaping the benefits of the blessing of Abraham's covenant with God. And finally, this thing came to a head, and Abraham had to have a talk with Lot. What better place to have a talk with someone than when they're sitting on your lap, right? And he says this, your herdsmen are in conflict, are in conflict with my herdsmen. And we, and, and we don't have an issue. It's, it's those working underneath us. And so to save face, this isn't working out. And this is what Abraham says to Lot. You pick the land that you want to go to. I'll go the opposite direction of you. We'll just split ways. But you pick the land. Take the land that you want, any of it, and I'll go the other way so we can maintain peace. And Lot chose, look at this, Lot, stinking Lot, he chose the best portion. The best portion of, of, of the land, the fertile land of the Jordan Valley. And Abraham settled in the land of Canaan. Look at this. I want to I show you something. When we give Lot, or the lots in our lives, the choice, they will keep the best from us. They'll take the best from us. What God designed for us will compromise with the enemy and say, you go this way, I'll go this way. And we'll lose the best of what God was wanting to give us. And just like Lot took the fertile land and, and the lots in your life, they create drama that will take our best away from us. Sin takes the best from us. The wages of sin is, the wages of sin is, the wages of sin is, mm, sin takes the best from us. Sin will take you further than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and cost you more than you want to pay. And a lot will take the, your best praise away. A lot will cause conflict within your soul and drama among people. And God is trying to bless you. And the lot or the sin is taking the best part of your blessing. And you have to tell the lots in your life. So Abraham has this talk with Lot. Talk amongst yourself here, guys. And he says, hey, Lot, go. Hit the road. Go. Come on, give these guys a hand. I know that's a simple illustration, but can I tell you something? It's so profound spiritually. God's designed a, a promise for you. There's no place for compromise with the enemy. No place for compromise. And, and some of us... Are, we're, we're trying to settle into the blessing that God is giving us. But here we are compromising with the enemy and Lot's coming in and he's taking, sin is taking the best portion of us. So when Abraham, look at this. I, here's my last point. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. Abraham, uh, when he got serious about this thing and finally dealt with Lot, God did something amazing. Look at this. Here's my third point. Obedience, look at me. Obedience equals blessing. Everyone say obedience equals blessing. Obedience equals blessing. Amen. Look at this. Genesis chapter 13 verse 14 says, after Lot had gone, get out of here, Lot. After Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abram, look as far as you can see in every direction, north, south, east, and west. Verse 15, I am giving all of this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. Verse 16, and I will give you so many descendants that like the dust of the earth, they 
cannot be counted. Go and walk through this land in every direction, for I am giving it to you. Finally, after Abraham released Lot out of his life, God's blessing began to really flow from him. God is repeating, look at this, I want, in that scripture there in, in, in verses, uh, chapter 13, verse 14, God is simply repeating, look at this, God is simply repeating what his initial calling and blessing for Abraham's life was. He's just reiterating. He had told him that in, in chapter 12. And Abraham, he had to do this, he had to recalculate, he had to recalculate. How, where's my GPS people in the house? How many like a good GPS? How in the world did I ever get around without GPS? Pulled out the old atlas is what we used to do, right? Some of you are like, what is an atlas, right? GPS is concerned about two locations. It's concerned about where you're at and where you're going. GPS doesn't look at where you've been. It looks at where you're currently at, and it, it's trying to find the best route to get to where you're going, right? Amen. And the thing about GPS is this. It, it's interesting. It, it, when we get off, have you ever made a wrong turn with GPS? And it's like recalculating, recalculating. It tells you, and like, you're like, shut up. Just get me on track here, right? Make a U-turn. Make a U-turn. And oftentimes in our lives, we get lost and we spiritually, and we're just struggling. Like we don't know where to turn. We don't know what to do. And it's if the Holy Spirit speaks into our lives and says, hey, Time to recalculate here. Time, time to get back on track. Time to do this. Psalms, <laughs> you, you need new direction here. Scripture says in Psalms 37, 23, that the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. You know, God knows every detail of your life. He, he knows your steps. He knows your likes, your wants. He knows everything about you. He knows all those details, and he's working it out. The thing about GPS, it gives you one step at a time, right? It doesn't give you all 27 steps all at once. But as you get closer to the next step, it says, in one mile, get in the right lane. Take exit 12B. TJ, get over into the right lane. Take exit 12B. Okay, I got this, right? Here's the problem. This is the problem with me and I think with us, sometimes we're rushing God. We're trying to get to the promise. God's ordained your steps, and he's taking you one step at a time, and he's growing you in the season that you're at. But we want to get over here quicker and quicker. But when Abraham got serious about this thing and finally dealt with Lot, God did something amazing. God recalculated his steps, pointed him in the right direction. You know who got off there? Abraham. Not God. You know who gets off spiritually? I do. Not, not, not God. In my life, this is this is this happens. You know who? You know who gets off track in the car? Me. Not my, not my GPS and not my car. It's me. It's me leading it. Right. I say this. What, what is the lot in your life? Simply disobedience to God's word. Have you allowed the enemy to put some things compromised in your life that are keeping the fulfillment of God's call or blessing in your life? I'll say it like this. Are you living the enemy's lie? 
the enemy making himself right at home, stifling the blessing of God in your life. How about this? Is it your career? Oh, I'll work extra overtime and create a nice little living for myself. I'll live for God for the sake, uh, you know, or I'll, uh, uh, I'll sacrifice my walk with God for the sake of money. Jesus said, it'll serve God or mammon. Mm. What about this? Is it your hobby? Some of you say, well, I work hard for my weekend so I can enjoy going to the lake or going camping. Church is just a choice. I'm not picking on you. I think you need to take time off. You need to go, go spend time. But can I tell you something? Sometimes we got to recalculate. We got to reprioritize. We got to we got to get things right. If we really want the blessing of God in our lives, we got to get things right. Those things are not wrong. I'm telling you, sometimes if we're not careful, those things will creep in and take a place and be an idol before the Lord. Look at this. To the family member that seems to suck the life right out of you, and some of you are like, oh, Lord, yes, that's me. I know them. You're probably thinking about them in your mind. Every time you see them, they're, they're needing money or some kind of help. You see their, their number pop up on the phone, and you're like, not today. Maybe your lot is this. Maybe someone hurt you. Maybe they abused you. You've been carrying it with you. Even though it may not even have been your fault, you managed to carry this pain and disappointment of tragedy. Maybe it's your parents died or a sibling or a spouse. Some life events and situations like like lots are not necessarily their fault. I'm, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to give you a little little history on Lot. Check this out. I know I picked on him a lot, but look at this. Abraham t- had two brothers. Terah begat Abraham, Nahor, and Haran. Haran was, was Lot's father, and the Bible says, or his brother, and the Bible says he died young. And Nahor married and moved on, and he should with a name like that because that's a terrible name. I pray your name's not Nahor, amen. Forgive me if it is. But what happened, that left Lot to be raised by Abraham. I'm going to show you something here. This, this is amazing. Lot's relationship with Abraham was not Abraham's doing, but Lot became a victim of circumstances because his dad died and he didn't have nowhere to go. His other uncle moved away and he had nowhere else to go. And can I tell you this? Sometimes in our lives, I, I, I tell you all this because I'm coming to a point, I promise. Sometimes in our lives, we are victims of abuse, sickness, and death, and loss, and heartache, and etc., whatever they are. And they were never, we were never intended to take the responsibility of it, but circumstances steered us but we're missing the blessing because we are hanging on to past hurts and past situations can I say this let it go let it go your blessing was not intended 
for you and Lot. Blessing was intended for you. Some of you are hanging on to past hurts. Why am I not being blessed? Why, why are these things not, not transpiring? Because you're hanging on to something that you weren't intended to carry. Scripture says, cast all your cares on him, for he cares for you. Some of you are carrying things, and Jesus is just like, throw it over here, I got this. Abraham, he finally let go and let him do his thing. And as soon as he moved on, the blessing was reaffirmed by God. And all that he did, all he had to do was just walk in it. Just walk it out. Simple. Walk it out. Will you bow your heads with me? And I'd say this to you today with all heads bowed, all eyes closed. All you have to do is walk in obedience and the confidence of God's blessing. Today I ask you, are you willing to give that lot up? Are you willing to give that lot up?